Okay. Will I, will I hello and welcome us in? I think so, yeah, because I think I've, okay. even even if you, even if I did the last one, I've edited you did, it. You did the intro. I've done the, the intro, in- yeah. so I feel like I've, <clears throat> I've taken them. And we're nothing but fair. Yeah, yeah, equitable to uh, to a fault. We record with years gaps between, but we're like, no, it's your turn now. You do you do the intro, and in five years, I'll do the intro. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to what I've just been told is the twenty fourth episode of the Split Screen Podcast. Uh, you may remember us from such episodes as last month, which was actually three years ago and or, now or the month before which was actually five years ago oh i don't i don't know um so it's been a while again yeah although I, I do need to point out to the listeners that we do talk and in fact uh, you even came to visit australia last year i did and i remember thinking like oh wow we should record a podcast <laughs> um and that was clearly not the priority but well yeah i had a no. lovely time it was um, yeah, it was a great time. We um, so what, what do we do? Well, I got married. That was a, that was why you were there. But we um, we had a really good um, good bucks night, or as they call it in the UK, a stag stag do, which we had um, at a cool video game bar, um, and that is now the which you snuck on to the about page of the website, wearing our, our singlets, looking particularly Aussie. I know it's so, <laughs> it's so on brand as well because we had uh, the singlets with Irishmen and Scotsmen on the back. Robbie had Englishman, and he wasn't in the photo, so he doesn't get on the website. Well, you have to you have to write a piece to get on the website, and oh, nobody else true. is allowed to write a piece, so therefore his his face will never get on there. <laughs> well, he actually, Robbie actually did some of the one. Uh, well, we'll get, we'll get to it at some point during the the podcast streams, but um, I recorded uh, a couple of videos at one point, and one of them Robbie's doing the filming of me walking through Oxford, so he has contributed to split screen in a roundabout way. I'm sure he's that's on the CV. Before we get into the the horrors of um, the the coronavirus from China, and um, <laughs> I wanted to do a very brief thirty second follow up on the gaming literacy podcast. I listened to it and then I thought, gaming literacy? Uh, am I just going to say Tetris? So I sort of disagreed with myself, okay. and over the course of ninety minutes, while I mowed the lawn, I won myself back over. So thanks, Alan. Oh well, I'm done. Like Last of Us. Last of Us. That's a solid choice. I think I. <laughs> Yeah, it, it was it was a weird one to kind of edit because it'd been so long. I also did not remember what the conversation was. It was surreal. It, it, it's so strange hearing a discussion between two people, one of which is a past version of you. Yeah, <laughs> but it uh, but it was very satisfying for me to listen to, and I hope um, for the two listeners that we have um, that it's satisfying for them too. I also like how we consistently make that joke. Because <laughs> we only have well, once we get more listeners, I'll stop making it. Don't forget yeah. to like and subscribe. On the gaming literacy note, though, I've because uh, that came out of where I put categories in Steam. I've got rid of that now. That category does not exist. It was never. I never worked through any of those bits of literature. Now the categories just go. Here's the games I got for free. Because particularly in these coronavirus times, if you keep your eyes open, you can pick up a load of free games on. PC, Xbox, and PS3. I've been, Alan, I've been claiming PS4 games. I don't own a PS4. How, how have you been claiming them? Well, you just create a, uh, a Sony account, and then you can go on and add it to your thing, wow. your your nebulous account. Because if in the future, if I get a PS5 or 6, and there's backwards compatibility... Oh. I didn't I didn't even know there were free games. The, the, best, the best free game hack I find is you don't need to load the Epic Games launcher. You can actually load the Epic Games website on your phone. Yes, that is also very good. So that um, that just saves time when you're claiming GTA and Fez again and all the other games that you already got for free. Did you get them for free? Did you get them in a humble bundle? I don't know. I don't know where they came from. I started playing Saints Row the Third the other day, and I have no idea when <laughs> I purchased that. I don't even know what year it was released. It just um, we've yeah we talked about piles of shame before, and. Even though I stopped buying a lot of games, it just gets bigger and bigger through the same. Yeah, the 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 sheer what's the word? The, the sheer accrual of free stuff. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, like there's very few games that I go out and buy, and have that that I don't play. There's actually relatively few games that I buy, and then I I, I I've never played. There's a handful. Mm-hmm. Um. I, I am I am claiming a free game pretty much every other day 
in, in some form, whether that be, and this is the list for anyone listening, like if you've got a PC or whatever, this is the list to go through. Sign up to Epic Games and just keep claiming mm-hmm. a free game every week and never give them a, a penny of your money. They've got Fortnite, they'll be fine. Sign up for Humble Bundle because you get a bunch of free games in the newsletter every now and then. Most of them I've never heard of. Most of them I'll never install, but you can claim it and then you're done. Well, you, you don't hear of them because they're humble. They don't like to brag about it. <laughs> You've then got GOG. Occasionally you'll just get, again, a free game giveaway on uh, good old games. Um, and then, yeah, there's a couple like subreddits of like free game deals or things like that, which you can catch. And that's where I found like the PlayStation one. So I think it's called PlayStation at Home right now which is the coronavirus, like, stay at home, do your part Okay, piece. okay. Stay alert. Is that not what they're telling you in the UK? Just keep an <laughs> eye out in case the virus walks down the street and ambushes you? Be like, that's a virus. And then and then that's you've done your part at that point, so you can relax now. You, 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 what you're meant to do is you're meant to make the sign of the cross and back away. Yeah, and go back to your um, minimum wage job while are not going back or i don't know i don't know it's just got political quick it is i'll have to bleep that because i can't say that shit um Why not? i won't really oh damn don't they joke in all governments are <laughs> uh, but yeah i just the... need to hold out for a year and then i get australian citizenship and then they yeah then then the british government can get <laughs> as they say in australia <laughs> that's that's what's written on the australian uh emblem when you get your <laughs> citizenship I say it's written in Latin, Latin, but it's probably not. It's probably just like written in. It's it's written in um, direct transliteration of the Australian dialect to, yeah. Eng- to English. It just looks like Latin because nobody can decipher it. <laughs> but it's in PlayStation at home. You can get all of the Uncharted games right now. Um, even even four. I don't know. If, maybe not four. It says it says the Nathan Drake mm. collection. So I don't know if that includes. No, that's the first. The that's the first three. Well, you can which get I the first have, three, and that's which I have right decent. right behind me. I'm gesturing. Only only you can see, but they're they're yeah. they're over there. So it's PlayStation, and then Ubisoft actually sign up to Ubisoft's UPlay uh, launcher, uh-huh. and right now you can get the Discovery tours of the Assassin's Creed. I forget the names of them, but the Greek and the Egyptian ones. So those games. What, are the, what does that mean? What's the Discovery Tours? What is that? Is that is that is that Assassin's Creed Origins or is it not? So in those games, you know, they're very. Um, they have a very high level of fidelity for all like the buildings and. I say, I'm trying not to say accuracy because obviously they can press like the sizes of locations down. Yeah, but they do well, a hell of a lot of. They art they research. do a good job of replicating certain monuments yeah. and it's a bit like. Um, I don't know, like Forza Horizon's model of the UK. It's not quite the yes. UK, but it's got all the main bits. Yeah. But what they've done, and in those games, if you actually buy the full versions, there are these discovery tours, which are basically historical walking tours, which uh, they've got like audio guided tours about the history of the various places or the people or the things, which makes sense. If you're going to go research all this stuff, just so that you can get the right shade of aquamarine on a statue. You might as well put some info in to say, by the way, we did a lot of work on this aquamarine. I think that sounds more enjoyable than the actual game. It is. And you know, I was like, oh, I was going to joke and say, oh, if Ubisoft give away a game for free every week, then you only need to do that once because all they do is release the same game over and over <laughs> again. <laughs> Far Cry, you must climb these radio towers that should allow you to find out which people you need to assassinate, which animals you need to skin. Ghost Recon, you will need to climb these radio towers, for that will tell you which men to kill. Assassin's Creed, you will need to climb these towers. It's basically the Easter egg hunt from the start of Stardew Valley, but with uh, 3D graphics and parkour. That's my one sentence review of the Assassin's Creed series. But yeah, I, so I like, you can, Assassin's, so you can I like just... Assassin's Creed too, and I like um, Brotherhood. Well, you can just but, download um, the you can just download these tours now. I've I've got it I've installed. We can have a look at it after and see what exactly it looks like. I'm very curious. So and, and that's is... how I'm going to stay alert. <laughs> I think you're going to stay alert. I've just been uh, downloading Switch games. I've got Streets of Rage Four, which is very nice. I got Animal mm-hmm. Crossing, the official game of the lockdown. Yes, and uh, you can send yourself to a tropical island and um, craft things. You can you can self isolate to your little island of creepy animals every single one of my real life friends who has a switch uh, every single one of jess's real life friends who has a switch they're just on animal crossing and they have a they have accrued hundreds of hours in animal crossing i think i've got maybe like between five and ten mm-hmm. uh but um 
I, I don't think a lot of people are working from home. I think they're animal crossing from home and uh, the work <laughs> keeps getting in the way. I keep, I, I keep, I've watched a lot of videos on animal crossing. I'm like, I think I should like this, but I, I see the time sink aspect and go, not for me. I, so I have played all of them and they, like I've written about animal crossing in the past. Mm-hmm. There's stuff up on split screen about it. And uh, I imported uh, Wild World from the States to play it for the DS before it came out in Europe, which is pretty, even by my standard, it's pretty hardcore. Um, uh, but I pretty much bought a DS to play Animal Crossing. Really liked New Leaf, spent a lot of time in that. And I was reluctant to get New Horizons because I thought, eh, this is pretty much the same thing, but a mm. bit more every time. And then I eventually caved and bought it. And I regret nothing. It's really good fun. Because it's because it's nice to build up every time and yeah it's the same goals but it's it's rewarding to get the goals and to fish and they've done new stuff and it added just enough they there's a lot of crafting in it now but it's not too much of a Minecraft ripoff mm-hmm. it's um it's done in a very Animal Crossing y way we can't just there's only so many tree logs you can get in one day and only so many rock things so it's it's like a deliberately slow paced game and that's fine because it's the worst way to play animal crossing is to sit and play it for 10 hours a day and go oh my god spiskeep ever and after a week you're like oh, i just want to kill myself um the best way to do it is chip away jump in every day sometimes i'll play on my lunch break or something mm-hmm. you know, for half an hour every day and you go and you read the mail you find the rock that's got the bells in it the one um the one thing and this is definitely going to be a Either a either a podcast guest appearance or a blog at some point is um, playing Animal Crossing with your wife, mm-hmm. um, because the way they've set up New Horizons is you've got one island and it's basically one shared save. Mm-hmm. And so what happens is that the first person to play Animal Crossing is called the resident representative on the island, and they essentially get all the main quests and nobody else does. It's just classic Nintendo where they, on one hand. Are, are one of the few companies who still do these like local multiplayer share with your friends we're not going to like lock you into an xbox live account in some weird way and then also they go no oh, no 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 we can't we can't possibly have more than one one person in a game they giveth and they taketh away here's an here's an 800 digit friend code figure it out yourselves voice chat no we'll be well, releasing the... an app that supports two games but get just deal with it yourself I mean, I think the crux of the article is um, the people who are having trouble playing Animal Crossing co-op with their clearly don't live with a wife because it's really no big deal for us because we've been living together for years. We have to negotiate living in a house. So an island's not that bad, but it did escalate quite quickly from day one where I said, oh, where do you want me to put this um, other house? And Jess was like, eh, I don't really care. Just do you know, do what you like. She was doing something else at the mm-hmm. time. She was like, out gardening. And then... Um, you know, a few days later, I was like, right, where do you want to build this bridge? Like, hold on a minute. She came in. No, no, one, one square to the right. Oh, no, not there. So it's, um, I think if you can learn to share in real life, you can learn to share in Animal Crossing. Um, so it's, uh, but it, it's a shame that the secondary players get a second class experience and you can't opt out of it. Well, that's, that's, that's society, Alan. That's society. That's just the hard facts here. Right, what, are, what is it with you in politics? What is it you in politics in this one? It's like, ah, oh, that's just the way it is. There's always some people going to private schools and, you know. They're not second class citizens. They're heroes. And you know what? Every Tuesday night, I'm going to go out and I'm going to clap for those secondary <laughs> heroes in Animal Crossing. This is getting so. This is getting so political. I like it. This could be the. This could be the pivot into the new generation of split screen. We just complain about the government all the time. But, it's like, um, my, it's, all these people like. Well, you've heard of the clap shaping. And I, you're not allowed to. If you don't, if you don't clap for the NHS, then um, people will will check that you're not out in the street clapping, and they'll publicly shame you in Facebook. I've seen. I've. I mean, I've. I, I look. So I've. I've not gone out and clapped, but I've seen neighbours out, um, out the window doing it, and that's fine. I'm not stopping anyone else from from doing it i just don't feel it feel it feels a hollow gesture to me i i i'm yes, quite content yes. that i vote correctly in the sense of trying to protect the nhs so i did a postal vote by proxy last year for labor so i think that's worth at least two to three years of solid clapping oh you're the one who voted for him ah <laughs> somebody, somebody oh, had we, to, yeah. we all we were all confused uh, yeah. well, this I, has got think, so um, cool. i'm gonna figure out it's okay. We don't have to edit this out. We, we, it doesn't oh, have no. to be. It doesn't have to be games, games, games. It's a new generation, and in fact, 
That is the cat. That is exactly what I want to talk about. We we are back. We're back in the studio. I, I am blogging again. I've done two. I've, I've published two things since the coronavirus lockdown, which means that my productivity has increased by you know ten thousand <laughs> percent after doing one fucking article on Sonic. The, the analytics <laughs> that, behind split screen don't even know what to do because they're like just max out all the bars. Alan's back. Uh, I think they, the the metrics are just soiling themselves. Uh, but there's there's a reason why they there's a reason why they're so far up. And that's because it's because of where I've been sharing those articles. But um, but basically after we after we finished five out of ten and I moved to Australia, um, I just had I don't know if you would call it writer's block, but I was so busy first with my visa application and then saving for a house and a marriage and going through three different jobs that I, even though I completed quite a lot of games and um, my 2017 and 2018 were pretty high and we'll get into, you know, what the sort of lack of content and how I've had to pivot what I'm doing. But um, yeah, I basically wrote nothing and I, I didn't, I didn't feel terribly bad about it and I felt like I had quite a few ideas that I, I wanted to get out mm-hmm. and those ideas are still nascent there are um, there's still notes and, and mind maps and things that I'm finally trying to pull together to get these old blog pieces done. But I yeah. really struggled to to write anything compelling. But uh, yeah, now I've actually managed to publish two. And one was about the, the perils of adopting a dog. So the reason why that one's popular, um, according to the metrics, is because I shared it with the Greyhound Rescue Adoption Group. Um, and so I shared it with a couple of Greyhound groups that... Um, we're members of in Facebook, and they all said things like, oh, thank you for publishing this. It is so hard. My Greyhound was exactly the same. Um, <laughs> everybody, and, and that was the reason why I wrote it, is because I wanted everybody to know that adopting a dog's really hard and adopting a Greyhound's really hard. And every time, even the, the latest one is he's decided he doesn't want to eat breakfast anymore. Mm. Oh, that's like me. And he's also, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's the fix? Because I've still so, got a banana beside um, me that I have not eaten. So what I would do is throw the banana into the garden and see if you go outside to pick it up throughout the day. Just let you nibble at it. Uh, it's raining. I'm not doing that. <laughs> but um, but there's so many things with this dog all the time. And because of the because of the coronavirus lockdown, he's been with us 24-7. And mm. um, and now if I go on the if I go on the other side of the baby gate into the office. Like today we did a big tidy up of the house and he just cried and cried and cried all day long. He is, he's off his nut, I think is the correct term. So the reason I wrote that is because I didn't want other greyhound adopters to feel like they were shit parents mm-hmm. as I did because everything's normal. They, yeah, the solution to the dog not eating breakfast is, it's really common. Lots of dogs do this. Don't worry about it. Try giving them one big meal. See if they like it. You can toss the kibble out in the garden. So there you go. There's a, a follow-up. Is that the dog is a bit better now. He is traumatized by the lockdown. And we're going to have to go through the whole thing that we went through. And we adopted him all over again as we start to get back into normal work. So like getting comfortable not with other people and things like that. Yeah. yeah, we can't go to the shops now without coming back and then having ripped something up or right, pulled yeah, something okay. out. He's just, he, just get, he just gets separation anxiety again. So that's that's actually one of the most frustrating things about the lockdown. Like I wrote these two pieces about one was about the dog and and that was something I'd written in draft way. That's that's been in progress since, you know, we got the dog essentially. Yeah. Uh, but I only in my first bite of productivity that I wrote about in the second piece, which is the something out of nothing piece. That was that morning when I woke up at six o'clock, I was like, ah, I'll finally get this piece done. Um so that was good. But um, yeah, we can't uh, yeah we can't take him to the shops or anything now. He just just he's lost it. But uh, it's um, it's been tough. It's every as well. Although there have been good things from working remotely. The biggest thing was I don't have to do a three hour commute to Sydney and back anymore, which is great. Hmm. The downside has been the dog is totally fucked up now. Yeah, and we have to <laughs> we're gonna have to train him um, as we go back to work again. So that's that's been frustrating. And I think. Um, you know, we we talked about how um, I got married last year and you came over, and right after that we had we had purchased a house. We were really looking forward to settling down, working on the house. You know, we had these catastrophic bushfires, mm-hmm. like truly apocalyptic bushfires that were less than five kilometers from my house. Yeah, and were really really boo. And um, and you know, you know, we we talked a lot over that time, and it was it is it's it's tr- truly apocalyptic fires. Like I've never seen anything like it. It's the kind of thing where we we'll look back at like. You can look at movies where there's these like inferno scenes and go, ah, oh, that's quite tame. 
and everything from the the smell of it to the the dust all over the car to to actually seeing the the fires near me app on my phone where it tells you how far away it is and I have it set up. I had it set up like a fifteen-kilometer radius for our house and a fifteen-kilometer radius for the in-laws here in a different part of the mountains. Right, and um, it's just f- fucking traumatizing. And for us to have to yeah go around the house and take photos of things for insurance purposes um, was awful. You've had uh, you've was, had was... you've had a tough year of stuff because because all the virus kicked off relatively soon after. Um, well, that was the that was the what I was going to get to was we had the the fire brigade Christmas party at the end of February <laughs> and all these people <laughs> and and the Christmas photos that they'd put up inside this restaurant was everybody in Santa hats. Yeah. Standing in front of the fire trucks at the fire grounds, like like um, you know, our wedding venue um, mm. was not burned, but the surrounding land around it was. Yeah, and so we got out of this. We'd had the the fire brigade Christmas party. Oh, we can finally get back to normal. And coronavirus, fuck you, death to your dreams. Now we weren't planning on going anywhere in 2020, which is good. Like we were planning to, we were planning to probably honeymoon inside Australia, which is what we're going to have to do if we want to have a honeymoon in the next three or four fucking years because the, because of the massive global recession but um yeah i'm looking forward to 2021 i think it's gonna be a, a new leaf yeah do you remember when like it was 2016 and folk were being like oh this is the worst year ever because some celebrities passed away of natural causes it was 2016 i was david bowie because um because i did the brighton marathon in 2016 and it's got a david bowie quote in the back that, right that, even though he's not from Brighton, it's the one. That was yeah. it. Every, everyone was like, "F you, 2016," and time was like, "Give me four years to incubate, and I'll, I'll come back <laughs> with a vengeance." To, to make this the most, to make this the most political podcast of all time, 2016 was Trump and Brexit. God, it was, wasn't it? It was. Yeah, uh, but 2020 could be coronavirus and and Trump too. Brexit still and, happening, and, and Brexit. I think people forget. <laughs> I think people forget that that's still. Yeah, they a thing. got it done. That's what they voted for. Brexit's done now. We well, all need to move on. The best interest of the country. Just stay yeah. alert. Just stay alert. It'll be so, fine. Just, just, just stay alert. Yeah, yeah, just stay alert. We'll get, we'll get coronavirus done. I think the UK has got coronavirus done. In, in one sense, it is done. Coronavirus has done the UK. Uh, oh, but it, but it's been like, like, how have you been? Because I've, because I have found it working from home okay. And part of the reason for that is, without going into too much detail about my work, I'm the only person in my team in the Sydney office, and everybody mm-hmm. else is in Melbourne. Um, and there's stuff we did before lockdown, like we we won a trip to Tasmania. It was beautiful weekend away. And the next time we heard about that area of Tasmania in the news was because of a massive COVID outbreak in a hospital. Um, I went to Melbourne to see my colleagues, and I flew back from Melbourne to Sydney on a Friday. Mm-hmm. And the following Monday, there were positive COVID cases on the Melbourne to Sydney flight. So if I had gone at a different time, I probably would have contracted COVID. <laughs> wow. um, and so the working from home has been okay because mm. I'm used to doing a lot of WebEx anyway. Um, been able to use my own rickety eight-year-old Mac, which has yeah. been fab. But um, but it's been okay. But what I have obviously would have found really hard is not being able to connect with friends, not being able to connect with family. We've got elderly and unwell relatives and, and they're not finding it easy um things are starting to ease a little bit in australia and we'll get to see friends again which will be great yeah. i think that's that's been the hardest because there's been there's been so many trade-offs like i've been exercising far more than i used to that's been good that's where the the commuting time's essentially gone into half animal crossing and half running around the neighborhood um but yeah how have you found it so there was a uh, you had a really good transition on generations earlier which i'm going to quickly jump back to because the silver lining for all this lockdown for me i'm going to start with the positive the silver line for all this lockdown is that it's meant that i've been able to work from home and be home throughout pretty much the whole third trimester of my wife's pregnancy so lisa and i are Great having a, baby. a dad surprise hey this is your incentive to get this out quick because you have to get it out you know before you become a dad oh like the due date is one month tomorrow right so the way that pregnancy works as well, we'll have a, th- a full-term baby in about two weeks. So we could, like, there, it, it's it's no longer this idea of, like, oh, we're pregnant next year, we will have a kid. Isn't that wild? To, like, seeing scans, which are crazy, because it's, like, it's the motion that you see in an ultrasound, like, on the screen. You, you see the pictures, and that's, like, lovely. It's something else when you're actually seeing them move, and you're, like, there is a human baby in there. And it's like, and we made it like that's in, that's insane. 
so we've so so this yeah and the silver lining is like i've been able to stay at home work from home uh you know I, i'm i i do projects for a living but the project i'm on i can comfortably do from home right now so that's been really nice it's kind of it's a bit like i think the the negatives then is probably the same as what everyone else is feeling it's like the uncertainty about oh what's the future kind of look like now I'm, i think mm-hmm. i'm i'm probably trying to be a bit i either i'm just less informed um or i'm i'm holding on to a bit of optimism in the sense that things will return to a normalcy in some time it's just a question of how long um and i think we will beat this as a species we can beat this well it's either that or the the survivors eke out a miserable existence um <laughs> in, in which case um they're not going to be listening to podcasts so it doesn't really matter but it won't be utterly miserable it's not going to be post-apocalyptic um well of course back. of course we're going to get over it big i mean this is some of the interesting stuff is we don't know if people can catch um covid19 twice mm-hmm. um and there's there's lots of unknowns um and there's things like there's never been a this is all the spooky stuff you know mm-hmm. we don't know if people can get it twice there has never been a vaccine for sars so there's actually no guarantee that we'll get a we'll get a vaccine for it and it might come and go like a seasonal flu um mm-hmm. so it's but but yeah of course of course humanity is going to get back to normal at some point but i think that um i think it will stick with people Yes, um, I think because like, uh, the defining event for our generation was probably nine eleven, which even though it didn't happen, was just such a a traumatic incident that like, we all remember it because you and I would have been around what, 16, 15, 16 at the time. Yeah, I mean, I, I you yeah. know I can think of like the moments when I heard about it. You know, in terms of like we're walking back from the bus, my brother and I walking back from the bus uh, from school, and a neighbor like opened the door and was like, "Boys, you need to go home like right now." Mm-hmm. So we like ran down because you know no context given and then just you know everyone... <laughs> why would you why would you do that a neighbor we've kids? never spoken to like because it's just like like you know people were in that state of shock of like i need to i guess do something tell something like you can't be out there you know yeah well but so, so and then what fix... happened was we so what happened when you got home did you go oh oh okay no, like then Watch we kind TV. of transfixed watching the news. I think because this was like probably yeah. it was between I, I don't know I need to check the timings. Um, but in my my memory, it was like between the first and the second plane hitting. Um, if not, it was fairly soon after. But before the towers had collapsed, I'm pretty sure I, we've watched that happen live. But again, mm-hmm. I don't know if the time zones might not that might not be true. It might just be the way that you know them having seen the footage so often, uh, so many times oh, in the years say, after. What do they call it? The the Mandela effect. Yeah. But you know that's where uh, yeah people people had like I forget I forget the Mandela effect so I'm not gonna bullshit everyone, it, but it's it's, everyone it's, everyone it's, thinks that they were Nelson Mandela and that they spent 30 years in a South African prison that's what the Mandela no, effect is it's a bigger bigger twist than everybody think everybody thinks they were Winnie Mandela um, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna look this up. so the Mandela effect is a phenomenon where a large number of people have a false memory about an event um, and. What happened was Nelson Mandela died in 2013, and a lot of people re- remembered him dying in prison in the 1980s. But but I all I remember about 9/11. This is a, this is the grimmest podcast of all I'm just, time. I'm go. laughing because it's like what what shall we talk about? We should talk about writing. We're talking about and video we, games. And, and what, uh... what we're doing is we're charting a path through the darkest political moments of our life. <laughs> um, but I I'm remember this is the world yeah. I'm bringing. Them. This is the this is the person I'm turned into. The because I think you're right. Like I don't want to move. On. I think you're right. This will shape us in the same way that 9/11 did, right? Because there's like a before and an after. <laughs> that, was, that was all I was gonna say. And it started. That's got to the death of Nelson Mandela. There's Holy like a before shit. and after of 9/11, and for us there will be a before and after. Now, like Lisa was joking, like yeah. when uh, our kids are growing up and they're dating, it will be. It won't be like, you know, ah, oh, don't. Don't don't be having unprotected sex. It'll be like, did you touch their hands? Did you ante back? Did you wash your hands? Like holding hands, like you're courting, you're going steady. You're not holding hands. You're too young to hold I hands. I washed, I washed everything, Dad. Everything. Even the thumb under the folds. <laughs> Twenty seconds, hot water. Sing a song. You've got to do it. Let me let me show let me show let me show you the memes, son, from when I was a kid. Come here. The the, the the what meme the memes dad you're so lame we called them memes 
Because <laughs> yeah. it came from Metal Gear Solid 2. <laughs> Right, well, thanks for listening. <laughs> uh, don't forget to like and subscribe. Uh, uh, it's okay. I can um, uh, I can still talk while I'm wiping the tears from my eyes. Oh, to, so to finish my 9-11 story, a friend and I went back to the house to play video games, to okay. play Crazy Taxi or something like that. And so we turned on the TV. It's the most Alan reaction ever. Yeah, <laughs> most Alan reaction. Yeah, but I, I think I think um, we we didn't know what had happened. I was like, oh, do you want to come back and play Crazy Taxi? Yeah. So Ian and I went back to the house, turned on the TV, and before I could put on the Dreamcast, you know, kick in the mm-hmm. game signal, which is just you know the footage of the World Trade Center under attack, mm-hmm. and we kind of sat and watched it together for about I don't know fifteen minutes, and I think Ian said, "I think I better go home." Mm-hmm. <laughs> That was it. So no crazy taxi that day. Oh, I was going to say, um, which card did you use in crazy taxi? Was it the kind of the flat, boxy one, or the more rounded? Uh I used to like I used to like uh, BD Joe uh, for the Sega fans. I like original uh, voice BD Joe, not the uh, later nice. versions because I think they they redubbed it. It was it was a weird time. That was before people got um, proper song rights and stuff. Because mm. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Two is coming back, and they've got most of the original soundtrack, but they don't have Bring the Noise. Is that acceptable? And when the second tower fell, did you feel that life had irreparably changed? Um, I thought I don't know. I think I think in the coming days I did. Mm. But it's but this is more like a slow burn trauma. Yeah, yeah, that's a, yeah, that's a good point. It's it's a sustained event. Yeah, because that, that's why everybody was out in the streets panicking. Like, you better go home, boys. You better go home. <laughs> because nobody because nobody knew what was happening. And, mm. and that was part of the, the mass confusion before people had figured out what had actually taken place. Whereas this has been a very slow burn. Nothing to see here, nothing to see here folks. You know, Boris Johnson shaking hands in a hospital. Mm-hmm. And then a couple of weeks later, he's on a ventilator. And that that's where... One of the interesting things my colleague said, we'd... Um, one of our regular team whips. We somebody had asked, you know, what have you? What, what's one thing you've learned from um, the whole lockdown thing? And I think I said, um, I haven't got as much free time back from my commute as I thought I would. I've kind of filled yeah. the gap with other things. Um, but he said, um, I have learned that I don't need to watch the news every day because somebody will tell me anything important that happens. Yeah. Like, because there's been obviously the the running daily. Like every morning we have breakfast, and it's the Premier of New South Wales saying how many cases there's been, and this, that, and the other. And you can pick it up quite quickly. You don't need to be on a rolling feed for it. This no, is I, this it, is one of the interesting things is that we're in the the era of the the breaking news and the the live blog and mm-hmm. and and the Twitter the and the, the, the stream of the the Twitter and the tweets and, and all that. What like what do the kids do there? The TikToks and all that these days. But it's just a constant stream of media. But a lot of the news for this is not breaking. It's very, yeah. very slow burn, week on week. What's going to happen here? Um, that's where the and then the podcasts and the understanding more about the you know because they're talking about a vaccine twelve to eighteen months away. Mm-hmm. That's not breaking news. Yeah, for me, it's like we had like that that time of the rolling uh, news was like when like satellites first came out, like Sky News and twenty four. What's the satellite well, I think TV? It was, it was CNN. UK, right? CNN was the first one. It was the first dedicated news channel. Yeah, so it's when that first twenty four seven rolling thing came. But I still, my memory was still that they had actual news that was happening. It's just that it got, it got, you know, there was stuff there. I feel now it's the yeah. rolling placeholder. You know, you go into like a BBC News live page, and there's like nothing on it except this like blinking red light to give you this impression that, and I'm sure live stuff is happening in the background, but the actual content, it's so sparse and then it's not packaged up in any way um, which some people might like i find it annoying because and so that's when i just end up like you know i skip skim the headlines right what's the main thing coming out of the briefing and to be honest you don't need to be paying attention to every single one of them right now no and 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 that's it but i was i'd, I'd been on like a, a journey of like thinning down or focusing where actually i got news from which was just like the couple news sites that i go to and even then like just like social media is like so like keyword filter muted to get rid of all of that stuff we're 50 minutes in right now and i don't know if we've got or about 30 50. minutes in 50 yeah 35 in 35 sorry yeah because I, I started okay this is there. good this is cathartic so uh so what games you've been playing <laughs> <laughs> so okay so uh, so to get back to back back loosely on topics i wrote these two posts and i was mm-hmm. 
thinking back after I wrote them. And I really enjoyed what I wrote. I'd like to do more stuff and I've got a couple of things and I've played a lot of games and actually I haven't had a lot to say about them. Mm. Um, or those games I'm playing like Astral Chain, which um, they, I think Alan's three word synopsis would be Bayonetta Cyber Cops. Um, so you can probably guess what I feel about that one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I actually haven't played as many games in the past couple of years because I've been reading loads of books. And I actually think that's a really acceptable trade-off. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I've had to start doing at the tail end of last year was um, I had, I have, like, I'm on Goodreads where I keep all the things I'm going to read. And I got to the point where I'd read about 25, 30 books. And I'm like, maybe I should, maybe I should play some of these video games. I remember these. <laughs> and now because I have a Switch, that's the only way I can plug through games. So I managed to Same. complete Hollow Knight by playing the shit out of it. Um, and also because Jess was on the fire ground at the time, so I had to do, had to do something. Um, but I think that what has changed since we... what? So I think split screen and all the stuff we've done over the past decade, you can split into three eras. Mm-hmm. There's the young, dumb and nothing to lose era, when I don't know what we were thinking, maybe we wanted to be professional journalists yeah. until we you know, started to do it and then thought better of it. But there was a, was a lot of stuff coming out and the kind of things I was writing was developing the craft and we were, I was doing the weekly opinions that they the weekly think pieces reality um, check it was quite a lot yeah it was reality check every week and uh, we were producing a lot of podcasts a lot of stuff and I think we're, we're finding our feet and we're also just writing stuff that would appeal to each other and, mm-hmm. and challenging each other to make stuff then there's the dark age which is when we started doing five out of ten and had nothing <laughs> left no no gas left there in is. the tank there's 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 a huge there's there's years like a two-year stretch where I did maybe one or two things and you were so fairly regular with other bits and pieces coming out. Maybe not, this might have been just before the five out of ten thing, but there was a period where I went dark um, because I, I couldn't <laughs> I couldn't like channel any creativity into something. Yeah. So it was just the thought of like, oh god, make, I don't want to make another thing. <laughs> You're probably quite busy with work. You know, yeah, that too. Is well. And that and that's that that's the other big part of it. You know, we've been we've been busy doing other stuff, but yeah. uh, that, that and that was. Part of the reason why we, we stopped five out of tanning but now i feel like this is third weird transitional phase mm-hmm. where i've spent the past couple of years trying to figure out what i want to write and i have been writing a lot i just haven't been doing it for split screen i've been writing in a journal um and and that kind of thing i've been, I've been writing my wedding speech i've been doing mm-hmm. plenty of um plenty of writing it just hasn't necessarily made it to publication and that's why um, i've been doing stuff like mind mapping trying to get through the ideas more quickly and understanding which ones are going to bear fruit because mm-hmm. sometimes i'd find i'd write a couple of paragraphs of something and you'd be you'd be 500 words deep and you think ah, oh, this is kind of shit this isn't good enough to publish and, and if i'm only going to publish one article every two or three years I'm, it has to be something i think is good right mm-hmm. um but i think I think it would be really strange if we were still doing the same stuff a decade after we started. It would be really weird if we were still writing, if I was writing perfunctory game reviews of Alan Wake. Mm-hmm. Like it's not going to be, the game is good. Here's a description of what the game is about. Here's what it is like to play. Here's an obligatory graphics and or sound paragraph. Um, overall, I give it four to five stars. It would be really weird if we were still doing this 10 years later. That would be, that would be, that would be strange. Strange though that's the kind of stuff i've been doing because i found it that's okay i found it quite relaxing um in a way because similar to you know uh, similar to you i've been playing through more games on the switch than anything else because it's just really convenient and it's got it's got typically nice colorful games nice escapist little games that i want to play delightful delightful nintendo games delightful romps about this italian man and his and his nipples and his, his hijinks <laughs> and dungarees, and after I play them, I still feel like a oh, I kind of want to like it, it's it's because this, this is one thing I want to ask you, which is like why why do you write like who who are you writing for? Why do you write? Um, and for me, sometimes the writing part is just like I just kind of want to organize my own thoughts, and I like I enjoy that you know you sent this mind mapping uh, bit of software. Uh, app mm-hmm. i believe the kids call it mind mind <laughs> node i think it's called available in the ios store and um, available in the app store or uh, not not the google play store i found this very useful because normally when i write similar to you i could i could start writing something get so many hundreds of words into it and then either i i would either lose the uh, steam because i had to stop writing because you know i can't sit at a computer away for a couple hours necessarily 
at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, or I would just kind of lose interest in it. So there's like loads of drafts stretching back a couple of years um, on the split screen page of various posts, most of them like game review type things, where if you go into it, you'll see actually there's, it wouldn't take long to kind of finish each of them off and get them out. But then I go, well, I've actually, I've I've done the articulating of how I feel about it in my head. So I've got the value out of it. I don't know if anyone yeah. really needs to know how about uh, what's one of them, Doki Doki Literature Club and uh, Pony Island. I've got an article about the two of those games. Those were things that were vaguely relevant four years ago. So is is there any point in pushing it out? Probably not. I, but I, I, I like I like no. organizing and cleaning no. things. So you've got one in there um, without going too far behind the scenes. You've got one there. It's called like. Um... It's a Mario Kart one. Yes. And I was like, oh, I'll know what this is about. Um, it's just a list of things you wished were in the game. Yeah. Just a, just a list of bullets. It's like, come on, man. Use notes in your phone for this. <laughs> well, that's it. There's, 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 so many, there's so many weird ones. There's a couple that I want to genuinely finish, but they're like the, more, the weirder things. Like there's one called, I don't think I've pitched it. I tried pitching this to Rick. And it failed miserably, so I fully expect this to fail again. It's called frying an egg through the ages. <laughs> okay, okay. What I want to do, it was kind of a reflection on the different ways, uh, different little eras of writing about games. And these are my eras that I'm making up. And like the earliest ones, it's like writing about them as software applications. And then there's like an era where it's like the graphics, gameplay, sound, controls era. And then there's the era of uh, new games journalism. And then there's the era of the YouTube streamer. The I see we're back to the graphics and gameplay. Well, that's it. It could be like, a, yeah. But rather than actually writing like a perfectly fine, probably more legible, you know, telling of that, because it's kind of interesting. Because um, I think I think the current trend right now, um, outside of actual publications, is really bad. Um, I'll talk about this whenever we talk about YouTube. This is um, for the this is for the after show. After how, show. How, how shit everything is, and that was better back when we were doing it. But what I wanted to do was to talk about these errors rather than talking about games. I would talk about frying an egg. And so the first one would be like. <laughs> so you're so you're saying that that Rick, Rick you lost you lost Rick in this. That's very surprising. <laughs> so the Please first continue. one would be like, like you know the, the the plain instructions on how to fry an egg, and then the the new games journalism one would be like the opening paragraph is like I am in the water surrounded my, by the my shell bubbles. my shell my cracks, shell cracks. Open. and then like I am an egg, <laughs> and then the second paragraph is like. Frying an egg has been a staple in the breakfast since nineteen. 19- you know how it like it does that weird shift out of like in game to. Okay, I'm talking well, about to a be, game now. Um, it needs to be people who have like maybe three or three or four degrees in like ancient history or yeah. you know uh, I don't know Beowulfy in ancient English. It has to be like you know well they. Freud said in 1909 about the dreams that go with it. Oedipus. Many believe the egg imagery derives from Oedipus and the you know or whatever thing. Um, and then I have this then degree, you, and I'm damned if I'm not going. Yeah, to Yeah, and then it. you get to like the streamer one, where it's just like, "Hey guys, what's up? It's your boy, this and that. I'm going to fry an egg now." But first, I got to tell you, I hate. You take six minutes to fry. First, an egg, I got to tell you about ExpressVPN. That's it, exactly. VPN providers <laughs> to sell your data for admins. ExpressVPN. And so that's been something which I was like, I was going to do it as an infographic. Then I was like, okay, I'll just write it out. And then now I'm thinking, like, actually, that could be like quite a good wee video. Um, oh, and then there's like the podcast era as well. <laughs> Where it's like just a podcast, forty minutes, <laughs> just forty-five minutes of people talking about nine eleven and coronavirus, yeah. and then, uh, five minutes of video games at the end. Um, yeah. Oh, and then uh, the final one of the final ones is I want to do like the Egg Makers Toolkit, where it's like a parody of the Game Makers Toolkit. <laughs> okay, um, I've gone from uh, thinking this is the worst idea I've ever heard to this might have merit. So what I think you should do is mind map it out yeah, well, and that's start what to I'll flesh do. out. What you do is you mind map it out, you flesh out the subtopics. Because whenever I did this with Astral Chain, I thought, nah, I've not played enough of this yet. Hmm. I think there's something to say, but I haven't played enough of this yet. That's okay. Um, there's other ones that have, oh, I don't know. Oh, if they if they come out, they come out. But some of them where I have done it the old-fashioned way, where I would just sort of shove bullet points in and start to paragraph those out. Yeah. And I'm not sure if they're quite there yet, and I think they need to be converted to mind maps. Um, 
And the that was when I started doing the something out of nothing one, and I started to map it out. I thought, fuck no, actually there there is something here, and I think I can make it not total wank. Hmm. And that and that piece was just a response to me being on LinkedIn and seeing all these people I connected to sharing articles. Wow, this is so great! Oh, oh, we can all be so productive, making up at five in the morning doing sun salutations. Um, You're the one on LinkedIn. So, I was wondering who that well, was. I'm 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 the one. Yeah, where where I've invited you to my professional network. Split screen has a page on on LinkedIn, I think. Does it? Somehow. Yeah, uh, I, I don't have a LinkedIn profile. I don't know. Oh well, I guess it. Sorry, isn't man. Anymore. <laughs> um, but I think so. That's so. What I just, I don't know. I think it's it's totally, it's totally fine if if you want to if you want to write it. Like I still want to write about games. Is the hmm. long and the short of it? But I don't. Like if I finished something like Super Mario Odyssey, I would really struggle for anything to say apart from "Hey, this is really good," and say "This is this is so good that you will fly from Australia to the UK. Mm-hmm. You'll get off the plane, and your wife will go, God, the turbulence was really bad in that flight.'" And you'll go, "Was it?" Yeah, <laughs> your your hands and Joy-Con claws. Um, so, but that's I, I sometimes finish it and go, "Yep, yeah, that's a that's a good game." And I need to, and what I would have done in the split screen version one days and mm. the, the 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 Stone Age is I would have just thrashed something out. It wouldn't have been particularly amazing, but mm. I would have thrashed something out. Whereas now I think, nah, that's okay. I've got nothing to say. Um, what I might start doing is capsule reviews. Like I played a shitload of really mediocre games like Rage from Id mm. Software. Like I challenge anybody to find anything to say about Rage from Id Software apart from. It's the the color of rust and leaves a similar taste in your mouth. Like there's not much, there's not much more to it than that. It's yeah. just another yet and yet another shooter. It's a four letter um, word from it. Well, well, like well, like doom. I'm yeah. quack. Yeah. Um, but I but I think the other part of it is that we haven't got the same time to commit to it. Yeah. Um, I'm not sitting down for hours in front of a monitor or TV. I actually play more games now than I have been for the past couple of years, but it tends to be sitting playing Apex with you and Rick. It's little interstitial moments or moments I've deliberately carved out time for. So yeah. I need to get, as I get older, and I'm a, I'm a dog dad, not, not soon to be a real dad. I think that's a couple of years down the line. But I think we need to get more selective and smarter about what we want to do. Yeah, I think there's, there's yeah, I absolutely agree. There's something about, you know, so what, what we talked about, there's a couple things in terms of like, there's ideas that we can make, but then you need to have some kind of motivation, or I certainly for me, need to have some kind of compelling reason to actually make the thing. Because I could make mm-hmm. it, I've, we've proven that in the past, could make any, I could make this frying egg thing, right? You could, you could squeeze it out of the, the sausage factory yeah. with all the other the, the lips and, and our souls. And, and sometimes it kind of, you start making it, it gets so part, so part of the way through and go, eh, actually, no, not this one. Um, and, it's, and it is, because like, resources are precious right time is limited um like i think if um if the the decade of articles and podcasts and videos has taught us anything it's that we have no idea when to cut things (laughs) (laughs) and that would be a good skill to learn (laughs) since since the original plan for this podcast was to have two short sharp snappy segments and we've already gone 50 minutes uh chat about 9-11 and uh coronavirus (laughs) So, that's all staying so, in because it needs context because no, no, yeah, I already I, if, yeah. I know I know it's it always going to stay in but even if I was trying to edit it I've been thinking like oh this would be really difficult to snip out that because in amongst all of that there's been other you know interesting points interesting to who well interesting to me <laughs> so it's interesting to me Mom. it was real to me damn it that's a wrestling but, uh, reference but, but, but yeah oh. Bloody wrestling! We need to. I think we need to. We need to have a discussion about wrestling and why you still. Why you? Why not? Why, why not you? Why do so many people who who seem to have this cross this, this, in the Venn diagram of interests? Mm-hmm. That why do so many people have wrestling overlapping with video games? I think it's really weird. Like, there's not an overlap between video games and Coronation Street. Um, yeah. <laughs> There's, okay, there's, that, there's an article, the there's, again, another the another draft article that is on there for me is, uh, I think it's called A Drag Queen, A Magician and a Professional Wrestler Walk Into a Bar. That's the title of it. And it's because those are three things that I've, I've enjoy. I mean, I've, I've kind of fallen off the RuPaul bandwagon. There's just too much of the goddamn stuff out now, but I did enjoy it for a while. So there's drag queens, magicians and wrestling, and all three of them 
have the willing suspension of disbelief on the part of the audience, right? I know that isn't actually a woman. It's a man dressed up as a woman and doing like a whole joke with the kind of thing that. I know that The Undertaker isn't actually a dead man from Death Valley, right? He's He's, not a dead man walking. he's, He's Mark Calloway from Texas. But in amongst all of that, he is like a legend and there is all that kind of interesting stuff. And I also know that like, you know, Penn did not kill Teller at the end of uh, their show because they perform every night in Las Vegas. So it's a very short term way of doing business or they didn't actually cut that woman in half because that would be murder. I Uh, think that's a pod. I think this is a podcast topic because you need a straight foil to um to throw the ideas against it and i can um i i can go bad cop and go i i vehemently disagree and then we can cut it all so we seem yeah. um, amicable but that, that article sat in draft because that's the i that's like the for me the interesting observation i don't actually have much else to say after that <laughs> okay that's why that's why we need a podcast so we can take a, a five minute topic and drag it out to 50 minutes oh, that's what good. they're for <laughs> and we put it on youtube and then we load well, it with ads well what we what we want to do and I guess this is a way to to hold us to account is mm-hmm. we we do want to do more podcasts. Like I've been up and done Cast Iron for a year or two as well, and one of the reasons was I really wanted to catch up with Lewis. So we started recording more frequently, and we're now trying to do one podcast every every month or two because mm-hmm. we want to keep in touch. Now you and I don't have that problem because we keep in touch more frequently than that. Um, although we do have the problem that you seem to be a dad, so this is probably the last podcast we ever record. Um, I, I was listening to the the Gamers with Jobs podcast, like an old episode, and they always get the classic question of, "Oh, I'm going to start a family. How do you play games and start a family?" And they were just like, "Oh, I've got like a two, a one month old or something like that, and I can't find time to play games." And the guys just went, "Oh, you are in the dark. You are in the dark ages, my friend. Uh, come back in like two to three years," <laughs> which is true because that's the point when you can. Uh, at least leave them alone for like a second and not have to worry about it. Yeah, the, <laughs> the worst like that, happening. The, kid, the kid's the ultimate game now. Yeah, <laughs> you don't want to. You don't want to go game over with the kid. They only level up once a year. I don't. I think that says a lot about the dads. They're like, oh, guys, you know, a newborn. You know, the miracle of the miracle of life and all that. But um, how can I get more time to play games? Like, you should have thought about that nine nine months ago. Their values That's, are fucked. Um, the people who. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't. Unrealistic. Also, like, yeah, we don't. We yes, we're. I, I agree. <laughs> I agree. You you have a get out of game free card for me, and I and after the next month, in fact, any any time you know from the well, any time in the past ten years, you you can you can not do any stuff as long as you like. <laughs> the, you you always be able to play the dad card. I've I've been cultivating this bad sense of humor for thirty years. I can finally, <laughs> I can finally go pro. Finally got a, you finally got a kid to unleash your um your your big pile of notes like your like your tweet drafts yeah. and when they're older they'll be like no jokes. it was meta I knew it was I knew it wasn't funny Did you get it they were memes they were the memes they were the memes remember the memes boy Raiden was a stand-in for the player <laughs> oh you're still going on about that Metal Gear game dad <laughs> it's it's just a it's just a mashup of ideas it's just John Carpenter ideas it's just, smushed into one game it's just Metal Gear the third time round. Anyway, well, we've done that thing where we've run out of material again. Why is this so on the notes? Uh, was that it? Well, that's it. Oh, I'm that's so it. sorry. That sounded so dismissive. <laughs> what else? What else? Is, is that, that it? Is that the end? Yeah. People look at their phones and go, oh, "The bar's almost near at the end." I guess that's it. Oh, we should probably wrap this up. Um, oh, so one of the things when I was, we had a chat before the podcast started. And uh, it's about like segments or something. And I really, uh, we, we use uh, a song by Beck as our intro and um, with a couple mm-hmm. of the bleeps and bloops moved around a song called uh, Girl. And I really wish I'd made something original so that I could have like more interstitial bits. Beeps and beeps and boops. Yeah. But I can't be bothered doing that because that involves having to go off and write stuff. And also it would then be, it would match with the old stuff. And I like, I like consistency as a, as a theme. There's no consistency. All of our all of our website and podcast graphics and things all look totally different. I don't even know what font that is anymore. <laughs> I, I think like what I would say is go for your life. Just 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 do a riff just do a couple of riffs in the guitar. That's fine. We can change it any Well, I was, was like. gonna say, is there any, like we could just uh, slot in some game music of some kind. Or any other music, because again, it's not necessarily about games. That was kind of a point, right? It's just writing about whatever we want to do. 
make stuff we want yeah. to make whenever it is we feel compelled to make it i think i think so and one of the things that whenever i moved to oxford i so i used to have a, a separate blog called critical hits mm-hmm. that i then folded into split screen because it was getting a bit silly managing all these multiple portfolios and it's it's just totally unnecessary i think it has i think as we move into the era of married life and being dads and stuff those are probably more interesting things to talk about than what video games we've been playing mm. sometimes the video games will be interesting and sometimes they won't but it, for me and and obviously for you as well we write to make sense of things we record stuff to to make sense of things and and catch up and, and mm. socialize and i don't know punt something else into the void so it's going to be different but it'll be good different like, yeah like the australian adverts it's... for aldi good different Yes, I agree. It will be good, different. That's the only part I'm going to snip out was the little hesitation I had there when I was going to try to say something. Not everything else is staying in. Every dark moment, we're going well, to I keep think, in. Yeah, I think it has to, I think um, it has to stay dark. Um, but yeah, we, do we need to do, think, we, do we need to do the usual outro stuff? We can do. Yes, um, I was going to say, I. Uh, yeah, it's it's split screen is still a thing that's really important to me in a way that I, I, it's, it seems odd and not if I was to try and articulate it, which I'm not going to right now, um, I don't think I could find the, the words of value to sum it all up. And I know that's a phrase we use quite a lot. We used that's, to, that's, that's <laughs> get between that and the in-jokes that nobody understands. Uh... So yeah, I, but it's like it's nice to have a place where you, to make things, um, which isn't social media, because <clears throat> I hate social media. <laughs> So, are you losing your voice? Are you tearing up? Or are you just needing a drink? That's I'm an old man emotional? now. I've seen things, yep. kids. We used to make this on Joomla. <laughs> <laughs> none, of, none of the Drupals now. What are the kids uh, you need? You had to go in and manually set the images on the slider. <laughs> uh, 300 by right. 600 pixels or it would break the whole fucking site. <laughs> This is gonna be your your kid age three going A B C <laughs> Ah literacy <laughs> Fuck that gaming literacy bump here you go Baldur's Gate <laughs> Learn to swim Nice What name what should we call this episode? Uh, I don't know. Every time I come up with an idea for a podcast you always reject it. Do I? Yeah, I don't know. I, I try to put in suggestions there and it just ends up with something random. Oh, we'll call it. Yeah, we should be used to be gold. It should be gold. I can't believe it's come to this. Yes, perfect. <laughs> Done. <laughs> anyway, if you've liked this podcast, um, there's a lot of podcasts out there called Split Screen. Um, so congratulations on finding us. And don't forget to like it. You can, su- you can subscribe on iTunes. That'll do something algorithmically. You can write a review. That'll really do something algorithmically. Mm. You can recommend it at Overcast. That's a cool thing you can do that I often do with every podcast I publish. Yeah. <laughs> to bump them up. Um, you can catch us on split-screen.net. Don't look for me on Twitter because I don't use it anymore. Yeah, that's it. Do you cool. use Twitter? Are you on Twitter? No. no? Uh, there's, cool. there, there is one, but I don't use it. So it's all there. It's, it's, new, all it's on a new era. Split hyphen a screen dot net. Split hyphen, not split dash. Oh, split exactly, dash. Yeah. Split m split dash, dash screen dot net. No, don't put an m dash. Yeah, that's not gonna work. It'll convert into like I don't know <laughs> percent sign and a couple of weird characters. They'll they'll never find us. Yeah. Did we say who we are at the start of this one? I don't think anybody needs that reminder. You're Alan. I'm Craig. Everybody knows that. Like anybody listening will know that. And if they don't, that's that's okay. There's been enough established canon. Um, oh, I've before we go, I've got a follow up to the the infamous Shargel incident, which was so good that um, I I have a note on my phone to show me what podcast and what timestamp it is. Um, so I'm, I'm not going to spoil that one. Uh, but the the famous Shargel incident. But um, so got in from my run this evening, and um, I was in the shower, and I had I find. Um, you know, you get those um, cosmetic packs for Christmas presents and stuff. Yeah. I always end up with loads of shaving foam and like shaving gel because I don't shave and I don't shave with a, a wet razor. Mm. But uh, I, I, was, I was doing my big Cod Marie around the office in the bathroom today. I found this uh, shaving gel and I looked at the back and I'm like, this just looks like the ingredients of soap. I wonder if I can use this as soap. Uh, so now you're thinking, now you're thinking with like Craig thinks. <laughs> this is so, good. So I used it as beard shampoo. 
Nice. It was pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah. So if that's not progress, I don't know what is. <laughs> uh, and I did use original source, but I used it on my body as nature intended. Lovely. As, this, as the original source intended. So stay clean. That's our sign off, I guess. Wash stay your safe, hands. Stay alert and stay clean. <laughs> Alan's laughing silently. That doesn't that doesn't translate. I can see it on the video, but it doesn't bloody stay, translate. It sounds like stay, I've just killed stay it. Alert. No, stay alert and stay clean is fine. I would just I would just cut there. I'll just cut there.